This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for joining up with us on this June 22nd edition of Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And the excitement is building for most families as they plan to spend time relaxed on the 4th of July. It's coming up. And that's a good thing. I like to find that's one of my favorite holidays, 4th of July. Even serious investors will likely enjoy some time away. You know, it's, it's a lot of work managing your portfolio. Uh, and most of you don't have the time. So maybe you want to use that time to check in with either the radio or our podcast or maybe... Our website, investtalk.com, we're always going to be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Should you want to listen in or check in for valuable information and some maybe some investing in, in tips about how to manage your portfolio? And, of course, we're on the job now, and our phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. It's Friday, and our KPP, premium, KPP Financial Premium Newsletter went out to subscribers today, as it does every Friday. And I'll share the highlights from its various helpful sections a little bit. But I can tell you now that it was a pretty slow economic data week, right? I mean, the economic news flowing out of Washington that, you know, we all, I look at all the time and we all pay attention to. And everyone seems to be looking for data concerning when the next uh, recession might be coming. When we might have our next economic swoon and i'll explain that coming up and during the show here but now let's jump straight to the weekend with with uh, some good questions from you our listeners you can call now 888-99-CHART and here's a proof that people routinely call anytime and leave questions on our list online 888-99-CHART I was wondering, I have a stock that has 120% institutional ownership, and I was wondering why. Um, I know that it has a 62% short interest, so I'm assuming they're including the shares that are also short um, in that number, but I'm not 100% sure why. So I was wondering if you could shed some light on that. Have a nice day. Thanks for the show. 62% short interest? That doesn't sound right. But that would uh, that would cause the, you know, it's, it every it depends on what you're looking at, okay? Because other all the different companies that provide numbers to us, S and P, Morningstar, Ibis, there's a lot of them, right? They all have a little bit different way to calculate things. So you can have over ownership in a company. Because of shorting. Remember what shorting is, right? You borrow stock, you sell it, but the person has to buy the stock back to give it back to the person that they borrowed from at some point. So that can affect the numbers depending on how you're counting it. Um, and also, you know, there's shorts in the float and short, I mean, stocks in the float and stocks outstanding. You know, there's different ways to count things. I, I, I have to really know exactly how they do it, but that's pretty unusual. For instance, you know, if you pick up any, almost any uh, company, 
you'll see institutional management or funds owning usually between zero and 80%. That's usually where it's going to fall in there somewhere. Being over that, it's odd. It seems odd. So I really can't answer the question without knowing exactly what company you're talking about. And I can look it up. But Okay, the current market conditions section of our KPP premium, new, premium newsletter distributed this morning. I took a look at our economy, which I do every week. And my verdict, it was a slow week on economic numbers. Housing starts showed 1.3 million new homes for May versus 1.2 million in April. So it was, it was a little bit better. It, but existing home sales fell from 4.3 million to 4.0. Yeah, from 4.45. Okay, not a lot, but they fell. Most of that was due because there was lack of inventory. There was just not enough buyers out there. I mean, there's not enough houses for the buyers out there. And I, I, I was concerned about prices climbing and mortgage rates increasing and first-time buyers were not, were, are, are the first-time buyers in the market have slowed way down from 40% from the month before to like 33% of the homes sold. That's a concern because they're being priced out of the market, first-time buyers. And I make a prediction when the next recession hits is going to be very painful for baby boomers, my generation. They're going to feel the pain the most, the most, because they're entering retirement or already in retirement. They can't. They can afford the loss in their portfolio the least. They can't afford it. So what should you do? What should they do? And you know, a rising interest rates are creating a headwind. Dividend paying for the pit dividend paying stocks. Investors are still searching for them. You know, this is, you know. Uh, so I go along, I, I kind of explain that in detail a little bit. On the portfolio management section, I make an argument about investing in stocks is never straightforward. It just isn't. Different tactics, different strategies, different conditions, all varies all the time. It's what makes it so difficult and so entertaining, in my opinion. It make, makes me interested because things change all the time. So that's what the newsletter is. So. If you want to get it, you can order it. Go to investtalk.com. Appreciate that if you want to. Um, if you if you if you subscribe to the newsletter, you would be getting this valuable information, insight in your e-box every Friday. Um, head over to the investtalk.com. Hover over Invest Talk menu button, roll, and then roll down to the premium newsletter and subscribe. Okay. As you're ready, I'm ready. I invite you to on this Friday to give me a call. The lines are open. 888-99-CHART is the number. So what is our feature talking point today? Reality check. What the average right retiree spends every month. When you're retired, how much money do you think the average retiree spends? And where does it go? Where, you know, how, how, what are you spending the money on? Now, this, of course, is average, and everybody's going to be individual. Everybody's a little bit different, but we're, that's going to be one of our main talking points. I also want to discuss, will the, will the $3 trillion sitting in money market, you heard me, there's $3 trillion sitting in money market right now, will that fuel stock prices higher? Do you think it will? We'll explore that. 
Fear of missing out, FOMO. Fear of missing out in retirement. This is a this is a problem for people that are unhappy in their retirement, and it's all about fear of missing out. And I'll explain that in detail. Are you loyal to your credit card? Should you be? And if you say yes, I am, I'm going to ask you why in the heck are you? Do you think they're loyal to you? You shouldn't be, and I'm going to talk about that too. Those are the things I want to discuss today. Of course, you come first. If you make a phone call, we'll answer your questions. The, the market was mixed. The Dow was actually up. Yay, 119 points. That, that That's after, what, is it nine days in a row that it was down? Or was it eight? I don't remember. Eight days or nine days in a row it fell. The, Dow, the, the, the NASDAQ was down 20 and the S&P up three. So it's very uh, choppy things, up, down, up, down, up, down. So that was the story. That's the story of the market this, this week, really. But what do you want to guys want to talk about? Okay, I don't, you know, it's, it's always your topics, always. 888-99-CHART is our number, 888-992-4278. You can give me a call anytime you like. This is Invest Talk. I appreciate it. Uh, why don't we... Uh, Yellow. Why don't we go to... Uh, if you're um, into time and you're investing... Guys. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for listening to Investec. Am I on? Hello. Yeah. Okay. You have, ha you have heard that I will be in San Jose, by the way, conducting one-on-one -on -one portfolio review meetings on July 18th. This will be your chance to take action that can have a meaningful impact on your financial statement. But please reserve your space because time and time and space is limited. Start by going to investtalk.com, click on invest talk, then click portfolio review. Portfolio review. And now our phone lines are open 888-99 chart. It's a Friday Invest Talk. June is moving fast. The fourth is less than two weeks away, and you've got investments to make while you can still find the time. We understand. So Steve's at his desk and ready for the challenge of your questions right now. Give him a call, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Love to hear from me. Give me a call. That's the number. You got to do a reality check. What is the average retire? What does the average retiree spends every month? And you know it will depend, of course, where you live, obviously. But if you want some average numbers, this is what it is. It's about thirty-eight hundred dollars a month. So that means about forty-five thousand seven hundred fifty-six dollars a year, and that's about a thousand dollars less per month than the average household, not just retired. So they spend. Uh, they, the average household pays $4,800 a month, and the retired person spends 3800 less. So they spend a little less. And the big item, the cost, the big cost item is housing, which you probably would have guessed. And that's why I stress so much that when you retire, make sure you don't have a mortgage. Because that, that's the big cost in retirement. That's the cost that's going to bury you. Okay, when you don't have active income to pay that mortgage, 
it's it's a problem. So that is the number one thing I suggest to people when they when they're getting thinking about retirement. Well, work on that work on that mortgage. Get it down to zero before you do. Transportation is number two. Transportation costs, and of course, healthcare is number three. And a lot of people think that you don't pay for it when you get old enough. You get you get Medicare, and you don't have to pay for it. No, that they, they, they charge you. It's a cost. Healthcare is five hundred dollars a month, by the way. That's the average. Five hundred dollars a month, and that's not going to go down. That's going to go up. Okay, and the average cost overall while you're living in retirement before you pass away. How much are you going to pay from a retirement account or age, which we're going to say 65 till you pass away, is $280,000 per person. Okay. So don't think that's not a big cost. It's going to be a big cost in your retirement. Food is next at 480 bucks, and then personal insurance, 237 Cash contributions for just... Things, 202, entertainment, 197. So you got to, you know, these numbers are well known. And there is plenty of software out there to help you figure out how much is it going to cost me in retirement? And how much money do I have to live on in retirement? And what's the gap, if any? It's not hard to do. You can even do it in your head and ballparking. But some people don't take into consideration all the factors. I've talked to someone earlier this week who wanted to retire early. And I said, well, let's see if you have the money. And he and they didn't have the money because they forgot certain costs. One of the costs they forgot was health care. They thought it was going to be the same as, you know, a few hundred dollars that they get they pay through their insurance comp through their employer. And I had to inform them that that couple hundred dollars you pay a month is just a tiny fraction of what your company pays for you. So let's call up and get a quote. And it was like $1,000 a month. They did not take that into consideration. So there's costs. It's some things are just, you know, it's not what you do for a living. You have a job, so you don't really know exactly what you should be talking, you know, looking at. That's where I come in. Have you noticed that there are almost overwhelming number of places to find financial advice? So how do you choose? Here at Invest Talk, we do everything we can to bring you the straight story. Facts. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where their number one mission is helping you grow and protect your money. How does KPP do that? Which of their special programs is best suited for your financial situation? Well, you can learn more anytime at investtalk.com. Even better, contact Steve or Justin through a message on Invest Talk. Start on the Contact Us top menu link. Or you can call right now with your questions, 888-99-CHART. Hello, Steve and Justin. I just had a question regarding Skechers SKX. Seems like a good value play at this point. I was wondering what your thoughts were on the stock. Thanks. Yeah, I would say it is a value play at this point. Uh, Skechers USA, symbol SKX, markets uh, men's, women's, and children's casual dress and athletic footwear via department and specialty stores. $4.8 billion company, so a mid-cap company. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because it's going to make $2. The, the stock took a hit from $42 down to $32 in one day because its sales and earnings 
did not meet expectations. And so it really took a hit. Mind you, the sales growth still was 17% in the March quarter, but the quarter before that was 27%, and they were expecting more than just 17%. Now, in the real world, 17% is very good. But in the investment world, when expectations are higher and you don't meet them, not very good. So that, remember, because the stocks always look forward and they bid the price up to, to reflect that possible reality. And when that reality didn't happen, everybody's disappointed. So the stock fell, got as low as about $27.50 before it you know, started, started to go sideways in May and then started to recover. And it looks like to me it's trying to break up above that $31 level. And if it does, I think that's a good buy point because the PE 4P is kind of like 12 and the five-year range is 12 to 23. Return equity is 16%. Sales are still growing well. Earnings are growing, doing well. They're going to be up 19% this year, 18% next year. There's nothing wrong with the company. Just that it didn't meet expectations, and therefore it got punished. So it's a good, solid company, and I think if you were going to want to pick up Skechers, this would be the area that you'd do it. Okay? Skechers, S-K-X, S-K-X. Okay, there's $3 trillion, with a T, of money market funds sitting on the sidelines. And you know how much money you make in money market funds these days. And the question is, will that fuel stock prices higher? And I will say this. That is not a good gauge to tell you whether it will or won't, how much money is sitting on the sideline. It's not a good gauge. What's better gauge? A better gauge is the percentage of household finance, financial assets already invested. In other words, the percentage of household finance, how much assets they have, not, not talking about the, house, the car, the house, we're talking about the financial assets already in the market. Okay? And it's real close to its all-time highs. So it's far more likely far more likely for the market to fall versus rise. But the issue on this is whenever we've seen this, it's not something that happens very fast. It's not like, oh, the market's going to collapse tomorrow. No, it's more like in coming years that this number will come down and therefore, you know, uh, what the, therefore the market won't go up. So it takes years. Now, to give you the actual numbers, it's 41% is the how much of household finance, financial assets are in the market, 41%. The highest it ever has been is 47.6%, and that was during the dot-com bubble. The average is 28.4%. So everybody is in love with the market right now. Everybody is. They think that's where to be. Of course, the Fed had a lot to do that with lowering interest rates to zero, and, and they're still pretty low, but they've been increasing them, so it's making the bonds more attractive to people. And I mentioned that yesterday. Fund flows into bond funds, short-term bond funds, has, has risen sharply this year so far. But that $3 trillion in money market probably doesn't mean much when it comes to the market, whether it's going to come into the financial, uh, what comes into 
stocks and bonds, it probably doesn't mean that. Doesn't. I think that uh, the chances are it might grow from three trillion up because the people who want to be conservative are starting to make more and more money in their savings account instead of virtually nothing. Now they're making one to one and a quarter to one and three quarters percent, depending on where you are. So that it's much more attractive. The 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 money market is more attractive than it used to be when it was near zero. Okay, so don't bet on that. But I I do want you to realize that the market, the market, and the amount of money in the market as a percentage of people's financial assets is pretty darn high. And usually that's a contrarian indicator. Now what's coming up on the Nest Invest Talk? The bigger cryptocurrencies get, the worse they perform. That's Monday. For now, I'm here to answer your financial and money questions. Our number is 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. And if you have anything financial, any question financial, I want to talk to you. We thank you for subscribing to our podcast. You can join our Invest Talk Insiders and gain access to our library of webinars, like Seeing the Cycles, How to Recognize and Harness the Power of Market Cycles. Hidden in the continuous stream of numbers are cyclical occurrences, which help us anticipate both opportunity and risk. It's a free benefit for our Invest Talk listeners. Just click on the Invest Talk tab on investtalk.com. Is your portfolio doing as well as it could, as well as it should? Well, if you don't know, or if you think no, you should register for a no-cost portfolio review conducted by Talk's Steve Peasley. He'll be taking a limited number of one-on-one appointments up in San Jose on July 18th. If you want to get in on this opportunity, you should start right now. Register at investtalk.com. Now back to your calls, 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Andrew calling from uh, upstate New York. I got a question about Methanex Corporation, M-E-O-H. I bought them as a core holding about a year and a half ago, and the price has doubled since then. Uh, one of the things that's got me concerned is the percent held by institutions has slowly crept up, and in my opinion, it seems a little too high. It's about 82% right now. The fundamentals are good, but I'm just not sure how to make out of this. My fear is that maybe there'll be an institutional sell-off and that could harm, adversely harm the prices. Love to hear your thoughts. Thank you. Well, okay. Methanex Corporation. It is out of Vancouver, Canada. The symbol is M-E-O-H. Produces methanol used in the manufacture of formaldehyde and uh, citric acid and other chemical derivatives. It's a $5.7 billion company. Uh, it's actually pretty solid. It lost money in 2016, but that was the only year in the last 10 years that it has. 2017, it made $4.71 a share. So something's odd there. Uh, uh, 2018 is going to make $6.29, and then next year it's only going to make $5.75. But it's a $69 stock making $5.75 a share. 
that means it's not overpriced. It's it's not. Uh, what about 13 PE or so? And the five-year range is five to 53. I mean, 10 to 53. Return on equity is very high, at 26%. You say you have 80% uh, institutional ownership. I'm looking at only 60% institutional ownership. Uh, so I'm not sure where there's that big difference is coming from. Sales growth, it grew 19% last quarter. Before that, the quarters were growing much higher. The sales growth was much higher. So sales growth is probably topping out, but still growing, still growing. And the stock has, has run up nicely, but it's not overpriced based on the earnings looking forward. It's not overpriced. So I don't think you have to worry about it as much as you think you do. If you're really concerned, maybe use uh, like a 20-day moving average as, um, as a stop to get out. I have it at $67.28 and the stock is at 69.70 because it hadn't dropped below that 20-day moving average in most of this year. So it's kind of a tight stop uh, and then it will take you out if you're really worried. But you kind of want to stick with stocks while they're running up if you can. Okay. Appreciate the call though. Thank you. M-E-O-H, uh, Methanex Corporation is the name. Okay. If you're missing out in retirement, FOMO, fear of missing out in retirement, you have to be careful with spending. We all know that in retirement. So what happens is when people retire, they kind of want to spend money because they, you know, okay, now I'm retired. I want to have fun. I want to let loose. I want to, you're going to have to be careful of that, Okay. So how to be careful of that is you might want to prioritize what makes you happy. Okay, now, I'm going to say this. What makes a person truly happy has nothing to do with the, the, the things they own, has nothing to do with the fun that you have. It's you. You have to make yourself happy. I, I tell people in my family that, you know, if you're going to be happy, it's going to be, you have to be happy and take joy in the small things in life, not the big things. Big things come along every so often, like a nice vacation or a brand new car. Yeah, they're, they're fun. Yeah, I understand that. But life is a day-to-day -day operation. And what really, truly makes you happy is relationships, not, not, not the things. They just don't. And to try to try to live in the moment is the thing you got to do in retirement. Not worry about the future. A lot of retired people worried about they're getting older. Are they going to have enough money? Yeah, all those are valid worries. Um, getting older, I don't think is. Don't. <laughs> we're all going to get older, so why worry about it? You can't do anything about it. Don't worry about it. Be at peace where you are in your life. So don't worry about getting old. But you have to live in the moment, and relationships are more important. I know some people want to be alone and stuff. That's not healthy. It's proven over and over and over again. You're much happier if people are around you. And if you don't like people, get a dog. Get a pet. That will help, too. Okay? So, don't be afraid of what you might miss out on because you don't have enough money or, you know, you can't live the retirement you think you are. Hey, 
Live in the moment. Be at peace with what you have and where you are. The question of risk tolerance is one you need to confront before you can implement an appropriate investment plan. As you know, we at KPP Financial, we purposely design and offer a variety of investment strategies that can be tailored to your realistic financial objectives and your personal assessment, our assessment of your risk tolerance. It's an honest assessment between you and I of what kind of risk you really can handle and be content with. Now, there's various plan options. Uh, there, we have unique series of quality investment opportunities. So learn more at investtalk.com. Start on the InvestTalk Programs menu link. The InvestTalk Programs menu link. You'll be in Curry's, and I hope you'll reach out to us, 888-99-CHART. On the radio or via podcast, InvestTalk is a place to discover market insight from Steve and Justin. On radio, podcast, or the web, InvestTalk is also your anytime resource for learning about the complex variables affecting your ability to attain financial success. Whether dispensing tips like how to find a great stock or an explanation of more broadly tailored financial planning strategies, InvestTalk consistently provides independent investment advice, which is never influenced by bias or third-party propaganda. So bookmark it now, investtalk.com. Hey, guys. I listened to you on podcast at uh, Pleasanton. I had a question about India Index Fund, ticker symbol I-N-D-A, INDA. It's a Matthews Fund. And I was just curious if you guys thought that buying into an emerging market right now was a good idea. I know it's dropped some from its 52-week high, and I figured it'd be a good time to buy it. Let me know what you guys think. Thank you. I'm going to say I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, this is INDA. It's iShares, an exchange-traded fund seeking investment results corresponding to the MSCI India Index. Now, I know of three off the top of my head indexes in India. So there's IIF, IFN, and now this one, INDA. So you have to determine which part of the Indian market you want to be in. Now, the reason why I'm saying I'm a little wary about emerging markets is because of the trade war talk going on here in the United States. Uh, I don't know. That just the talk has made the market uh, not very good for emerging markets. And now, you know, Trump has, has put on tariffs. I don't think there's going to be a quote-unquote full-out trade war. I don't. I really don't. But until things calm down, and that might take a, a while, I don't know if I'd be all that keen on entering the emerging market market, emerging market stock market. I just don't think I would be. INDA, it looks on a chart, uh, it doesn't look very strong. Uh, it, it just chopping sideways to down. So I'm just not, I'm not keen on the chart either. Okay. Appreciate the call. Now, are you loyal to your credit card? I'll tell you this. I was loyal to American Express since high school till I was probably, I don't know, 50. And that's the credit card I used, and that's the only one I used. But when they started coming out with all these deals, 
I started saying, why am I loyal to American Express? Why, you know, you need to focus on interest rates. And, you know, if the interest rate, now I don't do credit. I don't buy anything on credit. So it doesn't really affect me. But if you do have a balance on your credit card, you need to look for the cheapest interest rate out there and you probably can transfer that balance to another credit card at a much lower rate. You don't have to stick with your credit card charging you the higher rate. You want to use your brain on the, when it comes to credit cards. Not your heart, your brain. Think about it. Like uh, right now I have a, a Visa credit card through, uh, through um, Costco. And I get... Two or three percent, I don't know how much. They give me a check every, I don't know, six months or so. Uh, so I get two or three percent cash back on every purchase. Every purchase anywhere. And yeah, it's a Costco card too. And don't get caught up with, you know, oh, it's your black diamond credit card. Like that's something special. That the color of the card means something. Oh, we're going to give you benefits. Yeah, usually the benefits aren't worth what what they what they're giving you. So, th look at the card and see what what gee, do I get discounts or cashbacks, and, and how much and how often? You know, I don't like the points that the, some credit cards give you because the points you know don't seem uh, that redeeming them seems to be a problem. I like just getting the check, and that's what I I get with the Costco credit Visa credit card. Let's get a check. Yeah, then I can do what I want with it. So I just want you to stop thinking about credit cards as, you know, I got to stay with this for long term because you don't, you don't. And no, it does not affect your credit score if you get rid of a credit card and use a different one. You know, doesn't happen. Let's go to James in New York. How you doing, James? I'm doing fine. How are we tonight? Good. Thanks for the call. Uh, thank you. Um, I just wanted to piggyback off of a question I asked a few days ago earlier in the week about um, 20th uh -huh. Century Fox, and it looks like there yes. might be a deal on the table between them and Disney. And from what right. I read and I understand, there might be a choice available to me as a shareholder to receive either a, a cash payout or stock in the new company. Um, currently, it looks like they're proposing to pay $38 per share uh, for the cash option. My question is, is that in addition to the current share price, my initial investment, my principal and current value that I hold in Fox? No. Usually what happens is it's a, or very often, let me put it out. I don't know if I say you can, I can use the word usual, but very often it's going to be cash plus stocks. So if Disney is buying 20th Century Fox or certain assets of 20th Century Fox, and it's a big deal, you know, billions of dollars in size, they'll offer you, you know, $38 a share and then five shares or one share of Disney for every five shares of Fox that you have or, you know, it'd be some kind of deal like that. And that's all you're going to get, okay? And I can tell you that the overall deal will probably be approaching about 48 to 50 dollars a share in other words you had the 38 dollar cash plus the amount of shares in disney and the value of those it's going to be between 48 and 50 dollars 
Why do I know that, even though I don't know the deal? Because that's where the stock is trading about $48.35. It shot up there after the court said, yeah, it was okay. And therefore, that's usually within 10% of the offering price to buy them. So you're just going to get that. That's what you're going to get. Okay, James, you're not okay, going to get anything it, else. Um, it does say that I have a choice, and I'm not sure what choice um, yeah, yeah. I have. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. What, you, what they're offering you is you get to vote for a choice. There's going to be a vote. And they always send you, me, everybody, the all small. Everybody gets a vote based on I, how many shares you have. But our shares don't mean diddly squat, James, because the institutions that have millions of shares, they vote, they decide. You just have to go along with it. So the majority you don't of have a shareholders choice. will um, say yep. it'll be either cash or stock or both, like you said. Exactly. They'll vote on the deal and say, nope, we don't like it. It's not good enough. Yeah, we'll like it. You you don't get the choice other than you get a vote. Okay? I see. Does that make sense to you? Yes, very much so. Now, thank you kindly. Good. Thanks, James. Appreciate the call. Good question. Good question. How that works when company A buys company B. Sometimes I'll pay cash, all cash deal. Sometimes it's no cash. It's all stock. But many times, often, it's cash and stock, especially for the bigger deals. You know, now if you were talking about, uh, if talking about Apple buying a, a billion dollar company, well, they, that's spare change to them. They'll just write a check and for a billion dollars, they won't offer stock. Because they have the money, they have, you know what I'm saying. So it always is if it's a big deal like this, when we're talking about billions of dollars, it's usually stock, cash, and stock offering on you know, some kind of combination. It's to get ready for the weekend, Friday Invest Talk program, everybody. We got about 11 more minutes, and then the, the weekend's here. I'm here, ready, on duty, ready for your calls. I want to talk to you. Don't be shy. You still can get in. The number is 888-99-CHART. Coming up on Invest Talk, answers to your questions. Any money matter? Comparing load and no-load mutual funds. How to gauge your needs in retirement. 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk. The bigger cryptocurrencies get, the worse they perform. That's Monday. But now, Steve is ready and waiting for your calls. He'll have answers to your financial questions. And the lines are open 888-99-CHART. Hey Steve, it's Chris from Miami. I'm calling about a question on Vanguard Consumer Staples ETF, ticker symbol BDC. I wanted to ask you if there was a good time to go in. Uh, it's pretty low right now. Thank you. I think someone called me earlier in the week about consumer staples, or maybe it was last week. I'm not sure. And I said then that I think I, I like consumer staples at these prices. I think that this is uh, that they've been beat up enough that they've broken, uh, uh, they've bottomed here in May, and they're starting to come up. And you'll note if you look at a chart of this one, VDC, which is the Vanguard ETF for consumer staples, 
tracking the uh, Consumer Staples Index, 2550 index, you'll see that it has moved up in the last two, three weeks. Just keeps marching up. And today we had a big update today uh, again. So I kind of I kind of like it. Uh, I kind of like the, where Consumer Staples uh, have been beaten up and now they're starting to recover. So, yeah, I, I'm going to give a thumbs up on the Consumer Staples sector. Now, there's individual stocks in the sector that I like better than the overall sector, but, you know, you take what you can get. Okay, VDC is the ETF he's talking about, Vanguard Consumer Staples ETF. Okay, uh, did anybody, I know everybody knows about the trade, quote-unquote, dispute. People call it a trade war. We're not in a war. That con that connotes huge tariffs on everything going and coming all over the world. That's not what happens. Here's what some of the tariffs are. Okay, the U.S. Have, has, has imposed on the e European Union, Canada, Mexico, and most other countries a 25% tariff on steel. The U.S. has also import, uh, Im, uh, imposed on those same countries a 10% tariff on aluminum. So what did European, what did they do back to us? Well, European Union imposed a tariff on our bourbon, orange juice, jeans, and other products, 25%, that we sell to Europe. Notice the you know, notice the difference. We are imposing a very broad all on all steel and aluminum, and they are imposing on bourbon, orange juice, jeans, and other products. Notice what we sell them. They're trying to target them. Mexico, a three billion of U.S. goods, including steel and pork, at twenty and or twenty-five percent. Now, try to remember. Now, let me go through Canada. Canada also imposed a $12.8 billion uh, tariff on U.S. goods, including maple syrup and whiskey, 10 to 25% to, to take effect July 1st. <coughs> then it goes on. Uh, uh, U.S. imposed on China uh, to take effect July 6th. Uh, 50, tariff on $50 billion worth of goods. I'm, I just want you to try to remember... And that we, the U.S., is the big customers. This affects our those people. Our tariffs on them affect them much bigger than it affects us. Remember, and they already have tariffs on a lot of products we already sell them. Don't think that, that, that there's no tariffs. Uh, the only one I know off the top of my head is Canada has like a two or three hundred percent tariff on dairy products from uh, already existing before we Trump did anything that we shipped to Canada. I, I also know that uh, India has a 100% tariff on Harley-Davidson motorcycle, Harley motorcycles sold to India. 100%. So, you know, don't think that this playing field has ever been level or fair. It has not. And it's just a matter of are we going to throw our weight around because we are the big customer. We are the customer. They are not nearly the biggest customer for us. We are the biggest customer for them, including China. Big customer of China here, the U.S. So, 
it always amazed me that we've never really kind of thrown our weight around and make sure that we have a fair playing field. It amazed me that we, we don't do that, we as a country. Because I guess we, what, want to be viewed as Mr. Nice Guy in the world? Well, wait a minute, should we be protecting our workers and our manufacturers? Yeah, I think so. Anyways, so those are some of the numbers. That's it for the week, everybody. I hope you learned something today. If our topics made you interested in more information, take a moment to spend uh, to send me a message through investtalk.com. You can send me an email. Go to the Contact Us link, scroll down, and send me a message or a question. I will answer it. I'm pretty good at it. Takes me a day or two sometimes, but most times it's the very next day. I'm Steve Peasley, and Justin and I want to thank you for listening today, and we'll see you next week. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for listeners to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are principals of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, which retains all rights.